0: Hi everybody, welcome to my Friends with Wheels podcast. Today I talk with Athena Maganzini of the Hearing, Speech and Deaf Center's Speech and Language Department. She is a speech-language pathologist. Anyway, she and I talk about what the Hearing, Speech and Deaf Center does to help people with disabilities, particularly in the realm of speech and language pathology. Anyway, I hope you tune in to this episode of this podcast. Enjoy. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what HSDC speech department is and how it got started.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to. So my name is Athena. Um, I am the clinic director at HSDC, and I've been there for about six years now, I believe. Um, so for the speech and language department, we offer a wide variety of services for individuals across the lifespan. So zero to 100 Um We primarily offer, so we offer evaluation. So diagnostic services, um, and we also offer therapy. So ongoing weekly therapy for individuals who may need it for, um, speech needs or language needs or some other sort of communication need or difference. Um, and we have three speech language pathologists on staff. I'm one of them. So I also provide services and then we have two others on staff as well. Um. And with COVID, we shifted a little bit. So we started offering um, virtual appointments. So via Zoom, like we are on today. Um, So we continue to offer those. And we also offer in-person at our clinic in Seattle as well.
0: Cool. So like what kinds of services do you provide in your speech department?
1: Yeah. So if um, anyone has any concerns, um, for example, say a little kid goes to a doctor's appointment and the pediatrician notices, you know, maybe they're not talking quite as much as they should for that age or something like that. They might be referred to us to do an evaluation. So we have standardized assessments that are normed um, across uh, lots of different individuals. And then we also do informal testing um, as well. And um, so we look at um, speech, so if they're making speech sounds correctly, what words they are saying, we look at language, how well they can understand what in other people say and what they can produce as well, so like sentences and words. Um, we look at lots of things. We can also uh, look for voice, so what their voice quality is, if it's a really rough voice um, or really high-pitched and things like that. Um, fluency, so how fluent their speech is, if they have any repetitions in their speech or things like that. Um, and then pragmatic or social language, how well are they able to engage in conversations with individuals and things like that? So we kind of look at all of those things during assessment. And from that, we determine, you know, maybe they're not, um, maybe they're a young kid and they're not talking as much as, as we would expect for that age. And we, they would benefit from some therapy to help boost their expressive language skills. So then they might come see us weekly and we would work on specific Um, objectives and tasks to help them build those skills
0: Mm -hmm. cool so like what kinds of things do you look for when interacting with someone you know with a speech disorder or someone you know with you know um, hard of hearing and stuff like that what sort of assessments do you do for those types of individuals what do you look for sure
1: sure that's a good question um since we do we do look at a lot of different things during the evaluation so we ha- like I said we have those standardized assessments so you know you have pictures in a book where we might ask questions um, or ask you to repeat things um, so that might look at the speech sounds or the language skills that someone has and then um we might do other informal things, so ask them to follow directions and things like that. So that's all more of the the assessment portion. Um, and then we also really like to take into consideration the families and the individuals we see their goals and what they're looking to accomplish. They're a huge part of of our services. We wouldn't, you know, we want to make sure that our services. Ad- um, go along with what they wanted, what they want to accomplish, what they need assistance with, um, not necessarily what I think is best for them or what I think that they should work on. We really like to take into consideration um, the individuals' needs or and goals as well, and their families, too. So that's really, really important. I think that's um, that's a huge part of what we do is really um, making our services unique to the individual and taking their goals into consideration and not just looking at maybe their test scores, but looking at kind of the whole picture. So we're really, we're really, um, our whole clinic kind of theory and, and process is really looking at the holistic approach to services and not just what they're doing in that moment in that one situation um, and what their goals are outside of the therapy room, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's great. Um... So like, how have your clients benefited from your services? You know, what impact does that have on, you know, their self-esteem, their sense of like independence and things of that nature?
1: Yeah, um, that's a great question. So everyone's really unique. And so depending on what an individual comes to see us for, they might have specific goals that they're working towards, Um, but really our mission and vision is to increase accessibility for them, increase accessibility to communication. Whatever form of communication that will be, that's really what we strive for is accessibility across all of um, situations and environments. So in the community, with their family members, if they go to school, at their jobs, that's really our main goal is accessible communication and then with that you know improved quality of life. If you're able to, Communicate with your peers or communicate with your coworkers that entail, you know, that improves your quality of life as well. Um, and with with that too, increased confidence, I think, is definitely something that would would come out as well. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, if I could just like ask this last question of, because I know there are a lot of um, barriers that a lot of individuals with speech uh, issues and others have in terms of like um, that they face regularly in their lives. Mm-hmm. So like, what what can like we do to make things, you know more equitable and inclusive for those individuals?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah, there's lots of um, barriers that individuals that with differences or, or disorders have for sure. Um, there's some really simple things that individuals can do. And, you know, Um, one thing that a couple of things that come to mind really easy are listening, (laughs) really. Um, we, I feel like we can move at a really fast pace a lot of the time in our society, just slowing things down, taking the time to listen to the individual, let them finish their thought or let them finish whatever they're talking about without interrupting them. Um, and really taking the time to allow them giving them the space that they need so that they have the time and they have the, they feel comfortable sharing with you if they are trying to communicate a message to you. Um, And like I mentioned, not interrupting them. Um, If you know someone has difficulty maybe understanding or hard of hearing, you know, making sure that they can see your face while you're communicating with them so they can pick up on all of the visual cues um, and facial expressions, that can be really helpful. Um, slowing down your own speech so that, um, it's more, it's easier for the other individual to understand what you're saying. Um, using visual cues when at all possible, pictures, written language, captioning, um, on videos and things like that. Those are all some really, um, easy ways to help make communication more accessible.
0: Yeah. Those are some really helpful tools. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody, that does it for today's episode of my Friends with Wheels podcast. Today, I talked with Athena Meganzini of the Hearing Speech and Deaf Center's speech and language department. She and I talked about all the things that the Hearing Speech and Deaf Center's speech department is doing to help people with disabilities. Anyway, I hope you tune in for more episodes of this podcast. Till then, enjoy. Bye-bye, everybody.